When you want to feel more included and be part of a community in life, start training jujitsu. You're listening to the Jiu-Jitsu Lou podcast and I'm Lou Temlett. I'm guessing you're having a good day because either you've been on the mats, considering getting on the mats, or maybe you're taking your child to train. I'm so happy you're here listening to this episode. Please don't tap out before the end. So this is episode number four. I had the wonderful opportunity to speak to and interview Sabrina Pavel, Blue Belt, from Sunshine Athletics in Oregon um, last week. But this week, I want to talk about jiu-jitsu being for everyone. Now, whilst you may not experience um, everyone, you may just train in a school that is primarily full of men or primarily sessions full of women, I want to reference how important it is for me to be in an inclusive environment and to be part of that. So feeling included is really important for me. Um, I want to reference, first of all, a fantastic post from Jim Trick, who is at My White Belt on Instagram. And this related to some of the thoughts that I was having around jujitsu. His post talks about, you know, it's trained by men and women who are blind, missing limbs, deaf, fat, skinny, rich, poor, tall, short, strong, weak, athletic, able-bodied, smart, dopey, I'm going to go on, young, old, every ethnicity, every colour, nationality, religious background, political leaning, and everything else you can think of. The question is, is BJJ trained by you? Thank you, Jim. I uh, will name check you and link you on this episode. You are absolutely right. Jiu-Jitsu is trained by everyone. And feeling like you're included and that your school accommodates you and your learning being um, a larger woman, for me, this felt like an incredibly difficult step to make. But actually, not knowing anything about jujitsu was the easiest route in for me, which I have referenced before. And I absolutely love jujitsu. I've trained with women, I've trained with men, and I've been very fortunate enough to train uh, with a blind lady. I recognised that she was blind and I was quite comfortable having a conversation asking her about her disability. And she explained to me that she was able to see out kind of shapes and colours. So she was able to follow the instruction of jiu-jitsu, which was just, you know, it's fantastic to hear and understand that that that's her experience. Um, But what I want to kind of share as well is the the learning. My background, um, as you may have heard already on previous episodes, comes from a dance background, being taught to dance at the age of three, and being very fortunate enough to train, there I go again, train, uh, to be taught how to dance ballroom and Latin, and in subsequent years, bachata, uh, modern jive, siroc, various other forms of dance. Now, the reason why I'm mentioning this is because, you know, it was mentioned in our class last night, our black belt professor, Joanna, spoke about closing her eyes and 
rolling and having a flow roll. Now, this is exactly what dancers do. You know, the dancers that feel and breathe the music are able to move in a way that they can sense the, the physical connection and the flow of the music. So they'll often dance with their eyes closed, which I was just going to mention then, the, the annoyingness of some dancers that sing along whilst they are dancing. Now, if you're living in the UK and following a very popular dancing show on a Saturday evening, um, I did notice a number of dancers singing along very jovially to the, the dances and the music that was happening. And that's great. So I want to bring it back to being able to sense and feel a flow roll and a move and being in that dancing um, kind of environment to be able to dance and likewise to be able to train jujitsu you need to have a balance of energy of strength and actually when you get the harmony of two individuals training jujitsu together it's absolutely beautiful to watch the wonderful um, coach felix and coach lewis did a very beautifully demonstrated flow roll the other night and it was just really beautiful to watch i kind of watched on with charm and, and you know it reminded me of beautiful dances and you know experiences where there's connection and i think that's that's one of the the things to kind of mention that getting into that state of not trying to overpower and force and be stronger or be quicker and admittedly in competition you want all of those things you're in a competition to win over um, moves on your opponent but when you're training it's having that balance so you know maybe next time when you're flow rolling or training you know try closing your eyes trying having having that experience of you know for me you know training with a blind person and you know the the ability is there your the rest of your senses are there you can feel the strength you're not having to see the gritted teeth and the the kind of force and concentration in that in that opponent or the the person you're rolling with it becomes a really natural organic thing to do now everyone has a very different opinion and whether you you kind of have more masculine thoughts or more feminine or or any of those things then you know flowing and appreciating the the other person in training but I know there's been a number of things uh, in the news recently, certainly in the jujitsu news about transgender. And I didn't know whether to bring up this topic. And it's certainly something when females are training or in competition uh, with transgender. So a man that's become a woman and I now identifies uh, as a female. Now we put ourselves in for these competitions and that's very much our decision. And, you know, identifying as whoever, you know, that's your own individual right. You're, you're in there, there is no discrimination. Everything feels like it needs to be more inclusive. Now there's one, one narrative that is very much you know, a transgender female would have more strength and power than a female training or competing. But actually, 
you know, we're, we're in these situations. And yes, we can overthrow situations. You know, you can use your jujitsu moves to win over your opponent. And it's not about strength. It's not about all of those other things. Again, there, there's a balance. And there are techniques you, you learn. I've not fortunately or unfortunately been in a competition situation. And I would very much take some time to consider again whether I go forward. Now, I'm a master's four now, so over the age of 46, and super or ultra heavyweight, so over kind of 70, 80, kind of 100 kilos. And this puts me in a position where I have very few opponents in that mix. And you know one of my missions is to get more women onto training mats, you know, to encourage our children and our partners, our friends, you know, family members to step on the mats and find out what it's all about and have their own experiences. But yeah, the the whole um, transgender female discussion, um, I was fortunate enough to be able to listen to a podcast where um, Jonathan Van Ness uh, was speaking about transgender and various other kind of groups of individuals. And actually, when you look at the population, he was saying it was 0.2 or 0.3% of the population. And to then victimise and displace a group of individuals that make up such a minority feels really unfair. And uh, jiu-jitsu is open to all. And I think to, to discriminate is wrong, full stop. There, there is nothing acceptable about discriminating. And certainly having, um, you know, an opinion around transgender, everyone is welcome to their opinion. Would I feel disadvantaged if I was in a competition against um, a transgender female? I'm in a competition. I've made that decision to be there. And I would, I would welcome any competition Competition in general scares me uh, because there's, there's kind of a, a, a winning or we don't say losing, but we do say learning. Um, and there's things to kind of walk away from those situations or putting yourself in those situations and being able to walk away from them, knowing that you have improved, learned something about your own ability. And really, all of these things are an opportunity to reflect on ourselves. I love being a female in the jiu-jitsu school and I feel very privileged to be part of a predominantly male-dominated sport because it gives me the opportunity to experience and understand someone else's point of view. So if you're rolling with um, someone that doesn't uh, have a limb or a number of limbs or is blind or is deaf, you know, there's lots of ways to improve your game and to show appreciation to those that might not be like us or very similar to us. I've just also recorded a podcast on my Tech Talks with Lou on neurodiversity with one of my very good friends, Lucy Smith, and she doesn't train jiu-jitsu. That's a point. I do need to invite her to train. But 
Neurodiversity is another way to include individuals within jujitsu. And I know a number of us identify as neurodiverse, or in fact, if you listen to that episode, we talk very much about being neurospicy, uh, whether there's some autism, some ADHD, some behavior, some characteristics. But what I'm saying is that training jujitsu is incredibly inclusive. We welcome everyone. Um, and every identifiable difference and factor. And at the top of this show, you know, if you want to feel more included, then jujitsu and being on the training mats, training a martial art is incredibly inclusive and you'll feel part of a community. And I know in the last episode, I spoke very much around that community feeling, feeling like you get to know other humans, you're meeting with them regularly, especially if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur or someone that works very isolated in their, in their role. Coming to a, a jiu-jitsu school to train is a way of building a community and a network. And I know for me and my family, it's been an incredibly supportive place. And, you know, it's been able to nurture our learning, our strength, our commitment, our resilience, all of those fantastic things. And being able to be part of a very diverse community. Now, your schools may not be, you, you may not consider them to be diverse, but remember that differences show up in lots of different ways. We all come to the mats with our very different skills, very different abilities. You know, some of us may come from kind of a more MMA world. Some of us may be coming from a judo background. For me, as you've already heard, it's coming from a dance background. And, you know, there wasn't a point in my dance career until around this time last year that I would ever dream of getting involved in martial arts. And I think that's the joy, trying something new and just realising how inclusive and supportive the environment is. Anyway, that's enough about all of those things. The the point of this is that jujitsu is for everyone. Everyone has the ability and the opportunity to get involved in this sport. And like I was saying, you know, it's very much my mission to encourage more women to join a jiu-jitsu school, go and find out about um, what jiu-jitsu can do for you. And I know there are some schools that offer kind of yoga training and lots of other kind of foundational support for um, for jiu-jitsu, you know, the strength, the stretching. And, you know, we always start with a, a seven-minute warm-up, which is fantastic, including lots of different moves, one I don't need to mention again. But for me, that's where I've built my, my strength and my physical strength and my commitment to train jiu-jitsu. So if you haven't already got onto the training mats today, go and do it. We know we need to do it. Uh, We know we enjoy it and love it. You get into an incredible flow and a great space. And it doesn't become a case of, I don't want to train today, I'm bored. It becomes a habit. It becomes a very free-flowing experience to take part in. Jiu-Jitsu is for everyone. Go and go and try it. Do your research. Find out what is in your local area. Sign up. Encourage your friends, your partners, your children, your parents, even 
get them to book a free a free session and you know see where it leads them the world has many opportunities um, to train and learn jujitsu that's it from me for this episode um, if you'd like to come and have a conversation with me on this very podcast um, drop me a dm send me a message on any of the social platforms at ju.jitsu.lu and I would be more than happy to have a conversation with you about your own journey, about your experience, brands, personalities, drop me a DM. Anyway, have a super day, continue to train, continue to be interested in this fantastic sport. I am dedicated to learning more and asking questions and exploring what this jujitsu means for me and my future. I hope you have enjoyed this episode as much as I have recording it. I do look forward to having you listening in again to the very next episode. And in the meantime, it would really help me if you could rate, review and download this episode. Now, some of you may not realise that within the first 24 hours of launch of this show, we got to number 64 in the podcast charts the Apple Wrestling podcast charts within the UK. And I want to thank you so much for that. It also got to the top jujitsu podcast within the same podcast charts within the first seven days. So it was the top jujitsu podcast in the UK. Admittedly, maybe only for one day, but your support and appreciation for this show is very very valued and appreciated and if you love the show go and tap a, a five star rating on your favorite podcast platform and drop a review i'd love to hear what you want to hear more of on this show anyway thank you for listening take it easy go train bye <laughs>